Incoming transmission. Welcome back to the Agony Booth, Jace. We made it. We we suffered through this episode that was oh very hard to watch and even remember. It was uh, right when we started doing this podcast. Yeah, I I actually think that we covered this on one of our very first shows, and our attitude towards this episode was let's just say a tad bit different than a rewatch. And yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think yeah. I think when you're watching things through. Um, you know, different spectacles, things hit you differently. And uh, this was definitely one of them that I was like, you know, I think I remember liking this episode. And then I watched it and I was like, you know, I don't think I should have liked this episode. <laughs> I think that on the first viewing, it has some strengths. Mm -hmm. This episode has some undeniable strengths and it goes to some very dark places that really right. get into Picard's psyche. But I also think that knowing where the season ended up and what a colossal nothing burger it all turned into, I think that really affects the rewatch because you've got that you've got that foreknowledge and it does not do this episode any favors, unfortunately, because as I said, it does have some very big strengths that we will talk about here in a moment. We will, we will. Well, let's start this party off with, of course, your favorite section. The synopsis. Ah, the synopsis. Picard and his crew fight for their lives as they come under attack from a new incarnation of an old enemy. To survive, Picard must first face the ghosts of his past. Seven and Rafi have a final showdown with Jurati. That was very smooth, I gotta yes. say. I have very to smooth. admit, that even... They made me a little verklempt right there. So. <laughs> I was like, uh, wow, that was goodness. Goodness. Whoa. Look out. <laughs> um, you know, I got to say, before we hop into it, I'm having a lot of fun uh, doing this podcast with you. And we have a very special event coming up. And that is Thanksgiving. Yes. And on Thanksgiving, we are thankful for our family. And the turkey that they make or you make do you cook of course i cook do you think oh. i you think i got this big by you know not cooking <laughs> you never know like you could be like a, yeah i'll just order out have pizza i am know. a fantastic chef if you think oh, my wow. voice is golden and silky you have not had my thanksgiving turkey oh my goodness i gotta, oh, my I gotta goodness. go fly out it's buttery and citrusy Ooh. with Ooh. basil wrapped in bacon and Baked until it is a golden brown, the kind of oh, turkey that you goodness. cut into, and the turkey goes, oh, <laughs> oh man, that's uh, now I'm really excited for your Thanksgiving. And I'm absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna be there, which is terrible now. <laughs> but let's go and say hello to our good buddy Damon J, who we just interviewed uh, yesterday. Yes, hello the, again. Yes, for section 31 and a half, because we have questions. I yes. really appreciate your time. We have ways of making you talk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we have a stellar next guest coming up uh, after the Thanksgiving. Yes, your can has completely <laughs> disappeared. It's cloaked. <laughs> it's cloaked. 
Yes. They, this is how the uh, this is how they get away with no sugar because it's uh, you know, <laughs> they just cloak the sugar. They just cloak um, the sugar, and of course we got to say. Oh my gosh, my pee is going to be invisible. Oh look at that! That's going to be amazy. <laughs> You're having way too much fun with that. Uh, I really am. Yeah. What other kind of green food can I eat on the show? <laughs> I can, even can, I can just see that. So I'm sitting here. It's like, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Are you eating snacks? Do you see any snacks? Yeah, it's all cloaked. My, my snacky snacks cloaking device has been activated. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. But you'd only eat vegetables. Crap. <laughs> well, I mean, or, for or green M&Ms you know oh, the sexiest oh. M&Ms there are oh that's right controversial uh, sexy M&Ms almost got things cancelled um, oh. yeah as Cosmic Mom says Jason has a future as a voice actor I have a future in AA is what she says <laughs> yeah, I, no, I I, she at this point I, I fully agree yes I do hold <laughs> on I have I have something else green here. Hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. We're going to see what else disappears. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. Zoink Scoob. What's going on? I'm invisible. I, I am everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's hop into. Shouldn't this. have ate those edibles, Scoob. <laughs> I don't I don't know, Scoob. I don't think those were Scooby Snacks after all. <laughs> all right. I miss that, those chicken legs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Three millimeters away from being TVMA. Yeah, that's right. But so I have close. a feeling if they refilm that scene today, they'd be right there. Yeah, I think so. Just like some truck nuts, just swinging back and forth. <laughs> swinging around. Go on, take a good look at them. <laughs> I've been cultivating these babies for over 30 years. Oh, goodness. <laughs> captain, my captain. Oh, my You're, goodness. Uh, your flute's out. <laughs> All right. What did we just watch? WTF. Uh, Jason, take it away. Okay. So, um, Star Trek. Oh, God. Star Trek Picard <laughs> second season. And I'm trying to think of a very diplomatic way of saying this was several dump trucks full of rhinoceros feces mm. uh, on a hot day uh, being parked outside of an orphanage fire. Um, the season started out with an, an, an amazing first episode and then slowly and horrifically, sometimes without us knowing it, just disintegrated right in front of our eyes until it was just this hodgepodge of a mess. And this episode, uh, side and side and side and seek, hide and seek, yes, was so indicative of that. And I don't even think that we realized it whenever we first watched it all those years ago, but. Here we're seeing the plot literally fall apart in front of us. We're seeing the um, we're seeing so many wounds just get torn open in front of us, and so many promises that we see just being tossed into the wastebasket. And so, at the time, I don't think it was as pa as painful to watch as it is now. But mm. watching it now, knowing what's happening or what's not happening, it's just it's bad it's mm -hmm. just bad the whole season was bad wow and i'm speaking as somebody who absolutely loved the third season yeah and even tolerated the first season There's despite the fact it had yeah but this season was just a mess from beginning to end 
The, no, the very beginning was really good. Oh, it the first a... the first episode was great because they were just like, oh, you you don't want to see eight hundred ships of the same make? Here we go. Here's a bunch of other ships that we just took from Star Trek Online. Yeah, you're gonna complain about this? Yeah, it was just. Yes, we will. <sighs> yeah. Uh, you know, I watching this this time around, knowing. I, you know, knowing there was supposed to be this big thing with Q and every episode going, where's Q? Where's Q? And him popping up going, oh, I can't do stuff. And then I remembered they never explained what happened with Q. It was just, so I'm going to die. Goodbye. Boop. And then I could take you back to the future. Oh, thanks, Q. Going to miss him. And then, you know, Star Trek Picard season three ends and goes, oh, the line. Sorry. <laughs> back again. So it was just like, um, what just did I watch here? The worst part about this episode was this this rolling intro that oh my god I have to just remember this whole thing with the uh you know you have this really oh, cool yes. for me let's let's show off CGI yeah in pitch darkness where you can't see anything exactly because to me whenever they do these stupid camera moves in CGI it breaks the realism because yes. no camera would move like that and it's exactly. so, it's just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Rios also being the most irresponsible person in the entire planet right? history ever. It's like, don't you know the parameters of time protocol? Like, you're not supposed to bring people from the present onto future stuff. And he and was a captain at this time, too. Right? He was in command of the Stargazer. That man knew better. Exactly. And look how, like, cheesy the Girardi was. Borgrati. It was just like, what are we doing, guys? Come on. Okay. And those I'm, the- I'm gonna I'm gonna defend. I actually kind of liked the whole Borg Queen Girati relationship and eventual really? merging. I I thought she played it really well. I can't remember she, the actress's name. She took a lot of garbage from the fans for a very long time. Yeah. But I thought she was really good this season. And of course, the great Anne Wershing as the Borg Queen. Yes. You rest in peace, and we we had no idea at the time that you were about to leave us, and she killed it. She killed it as the queen. And let's face it, Alice Krieg and Susan Thompson were hard acts to follow, and she did. She she Susan Thompson actually has more screen time as the board queen than any of the other actresses do. Really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Was she the one that was also in um, Voyager? I believe so. Yeah, she was in the episode where, uh, oh gosh, I think the doctor had to kill a patient to save Harry, which you know sent the uh, doctor spiraling, which is understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Allison Pill played Gerardi. Allison, and, of course, yes. Yeah, and of course, I remember her best is from the amazing band Sex Bomb and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That was the first time I was introduced oh, yes. to the characters. Yes, yes. yes. It's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, that's yeah. such a fun movie. I think they do it in anime now. They are. It's called uh, Scott Scott Pilgrim Goes On or Goes Forth or something. It's going to be on Netflix. It's starting next week, I believe. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. Watch it. But, of course, watch Prodigy also when it shows up in uh, December because we want to show Paramount Plus that we're watching. Yes. Prodigy returns on Christmas Day. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Fun. A lot of fun. And the other thing that was very hard to watch and sit through on this episode was... And though it was a double-edged sword because I really was happy to see Brent Spiner playing another version of the amazing Soon family that I guess only the smart people in the Star Trek universe are named Soon because the, didn't they can't create Khan and all that other it was his like 
great 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 grandfather that did that yeah 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 so um i love me some brent spiner but he is such a weak villain yeah he's so weak in this in this series just hi picard <laughs> i'm gonna kill you now <laughs> or how about oh that like one thing that annoyed the hell out of me is like oh <laughs> that phaser it's like you think i'm you think your gadget from the future is I'm not going to be able to figure out how to fire it. He goes, well, there's a safety on it. And he basically explained him the whole thing. And it was like, well, you just gave him enough time to like figure out and check it in the, in the air and get away. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's lots of very clunky dialogue yeah. in this entire episode. It's just, just, it's, it's not good. I ha- no. I took five notes because I was just like, Ugh, ugh, <laughs> uh, well, let's get into why would you do that? Since I okay. Let, let's do it. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Oh, there's nothing there for sure. <laughs> so go ahead. Your five notes. <laughs> okay. My five notes are, first of all, the first one literally says Rios is the dumbest man ever. <laughs> yes. My second note. I'm sorry. I have, I have four notes because my first note is the title of the episode. I have four <laughs> notes. The second note, whenever um, Talon and Picard and, and, um, Seven and Rafi show up using the transporter. Talon hands out like two phasers. And they said, you just have, we just have two phasers. Yeah. We didn't have time to get anything else. You have a transporter. Why not? Why do you, that's like saying, yeah, I have, I have another, I have a machine gun in the back of my car, but it's like three feet away. It's too hard. Yeah. Um, Machine gun. The dumbest thing in this episode, Gerardi, has the key to La Serena. Right. She encodes it from the Borg Queen. And then she hides it in a hologram of Elnor that they can hunt down. Right. Why? Why not just delete the thing? Right? Just 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 delete it. That way, for sure, the Borg Queen never gets the ship. Right. And then I've got two words, vanishing spiner. Because yeah. whenever the thing blows up, everybody goes, ah, and spot and Brent Spiner's just gone. Right. It's like I could just see Brent Spiner doing one of these things. I'm gonna take off my headphone for just a second. But yeah, Brent sure. Spiner throws his he, he throws it up and, and he, he would have to do this. He would have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, friends, you we've got live physical comedy on the Captain's Quadrant. It's it's one of my favorite understated jokes from the first scary movie. Whenever mm-hmm. Sydney looks out the window and she sees Ghostface standing out there just glaring at her, and she turns away and you see Ghostface kind of go, and then he sneaks behind a tree and then she looks back and he's not there. Yeah, it's the same thing. I, that's what I yeah. see Brent Spiner doing. Just like, I don't know, and just walks off. <laughs> I, I love Brent Spiner. I think he's oh, brilliant too. as Data. Yeah, but and... he he does not have the range to play a serious bad guy. Right. He just doesn't. Unless it's lore. Unless it's lore, but even then he's still just playing like a data as an edge lord. That's all he's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, he needs a good script. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Let's yeah. not let's also not forget that Brent Spiner is probably one of the worst jokers on record. Oh, oh yeah, right. we all forgot about that, didn't forgot we? About, yeah. Yes. Yes. And again, I, I love Brent Spiner. I just 
I think he's too he's too much of a sweetheart to be a bad guy to be taken seriously. Mm. That's like uh I don't know, uh somebody like Elijah Wood. No, Elijah Wood did play a bad guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't he in Sin yeah. City or something like that? That yeah. would be someone like Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah, that would be Daniel Radcliffe trying to play a bad guy. Oh, you don't think he, he can just do can't it? Do it. Wow. He just can't be. I think Tom Hanks would be harder. Tom Hanks has tried a couple of times. Has he? Oh yeah, yeah. With the the Lady Killers, right? Yeah, which honestly is kind of an under, an underrated movie. Oh, it is absolutely. But uh, yeah, he's just I don't know. I think some people just they don't have that je ne sais quoi to be villainous. Mm. Especially when right. that's why it didn't work out. So whenever well. they are, I don't think he was very engaged in this either. I kind of got the feeling that he didn't even want to be back. I got the feeling like he was very happy for the paycheck. And that was back is what another soon. Fine, I need a new pool. Yeah, right. I gotta. But you know, turned around and Star Trek and season three, he's back as Data and Lore, and he is invested and he's doing some of his best work as Data. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the behind the scenes stuff, but definitely something happened between seasons two and three. Yeah, probably more budget money. More budget money, better writing, better writing. Yeah, I don't sure. know. Yeah, maybe people got coffee, and that's why the writing was so good. Maybe they, they just couldn't. They had the cloaked coffee, so it didn't have any caffeine. <laughs> I was. I saw you pick up something else. Did you find yet another green thing? Did I? No, I was. I have oh. a screwdriver here. I, oh, I pick green. up things, and is it green? It's, eh, it's, it's got disappeared. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, little it's bit. more. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm kind of colorblind. I can't tell. Oh, um, really? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I know it's news that came right out of the purple. (laughs) Okay. That sounds good. Uh, Another, why would you do that moment for this episode (laughs) was the hide and seek game itself. So this Chateau, um, they have this flashback for Picard where he goes all the way back to childhood and they're running around in his uh, mansion for sure. And then I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. Isn't the future like no money? So there's no mansions because, you know, basically they got rid of capitalism and communism and it's just a sort of socialist society where everybody kind of lives in harmony. Yeah, Why do they it kind of depends on what day of the week it is, to be honest. I guess so it's like, wait because a minute. If, if you remember in the first season, Rafi actually is living in a trailer out at uh, yeah. Vasquez Rock. For some yeah. reason, she's she, she's got a house at Vasquez Rock, which is like a state park. So you can't have houses in it. and she oh. berates Picard like, yeah you're just up there in that chateau of yours while the rest of us are down here and I was kind of thinking the same thing like why doesn't everybody have a chateau in the future right like what's going on that yeah you know there's this... even if you just have just this holodeck you live in in the inside you got a chateau yeah exactly even if yeah that's what I figured like everybody would be in a trailer but the holiday makes it seem like you're in a chateau exactly i mean i would live in a tiny trailer if i could have this gigantic mansion that cleaned itself in the holodeck that would be amazing yeah Yeah. then then the lower deckers will have to clean it out for me yeah oh yeah Yeah. Uh, my bio filter hardly ever needs to be cleaned out oh geez that's you would still have to shower and stuff so i'm pretty sure you know i can get kind of (laughs) nasty and then the holiday bidet that's important too. That's got a hollow bidet. Goodness. How would you like to be the person who coded that? 
<laughs> you think that uh, people who code holodeck stuff put in like Easter eggs and things like that? Like if you flush the Absolutely. toilet three times, it'll like do the do like the 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 Las Vegas show with you know Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> the light, yeah, 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 yeah. The lights and water, yeah. Especially or, how, how would that go down? Especially if you were setting on it. You know, you're sitting there and flush three times. I've never been so clean. <laughs> Or, you know, the other thing is you got to think about with the, the whole of the day is uh, <laughs> the three seashells. Oh, yeah. You know that you they know, got, got the three seashells. In they got to have the three seashells. And I, if you there, guys... there was a, uh, I think, stage nine before they got shut down. You could go into the head of the bridge and inside the inside there, there were the three seashells. Yeah. Now, what do you do with him? Who knows? But I think you use them like his tongs uh, for those I, really I, big jobs. I thought one would be soap, one would be water, and then one would be air, like oh, dry yellow. Like, like, uh, like Avatar. Avatar did that? Yeah, like soap, air, water. <laughs> okay, that's Earth, no! <laughs> Fire! Oh, God! Oh, no! Oh, God, somebody help us! Um, <laughs> and the other, the whole. I, I hear, I heard Wesley was playing with the three seashells. Yes, he won't sit down for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wes. Uh, the other thing with this episode is the dr the Borg drone soldier people in this one. Yes, it was like with awkward. absolutely no augments from the Borg from getting assimilated. It's just like exactly. they're just dudes. It's like, hey, you're Borg now, are we? We don't have the makeup budget, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. not, we're, we're mindless. We're droney, but we have no shields. <laughs> and we have to rely on conventional weaponry of the time period. Thank you. We're lonely. <laughs> we're droney. We're just a little lonely. <laughs> oh, man. It was, there was just so much weird awkwardness. Gerardi assimilated us, and now we're going to die. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Our synapses um, will fry. Oh geez, and then that's what you get yeah. here. You get a musical too. Yes, we get a musical. You hear about my bathroom habits, and you get a musical. <laughs> we need tongs. Uh, <laughs> the other thing was um, when you have uh, Gerardi later on in the episode, she makes a deal with Seven to save her. Yet Seven gets all the prosthetic makeup. Yeah, exactly the same kind of prosthetic makeup she had in the other universe, too. Which exactly. doesn't matter because she would have gotten them back whenever they crossed back to the future anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. All right. But there's got to be some redeeming features, right? Of course. It looks like gold. Tastes like gold. It is gold. <laughs> Man, how young Armin Shimmerman was in that. Mm -hmm. He was like 12. He was an Armin Shimmer boy at that point. Yeah, exactly. Shimmering Armin. Not um, quite an Armin Shimmer man. No. Definitely a Shimmer boy. Uh, <laughs> what are your... Shimmer, shimmer boy. I think that's a that's a club that's frequented in some places. Uh. <laughs> oh, boy. My, my uh, redeeming features. So um, I think the, the biggest book. one... Is that uh, even though most of this episode turned out to be a fart in the wind, there is the story of Picard's mother. Yes. Which I think has held up 
extremely well because I don't know if you know the backstory, but uh, um, Patrick Stewart grew up in an abusive household. His, he has told stories about how his father would abuse his mother. And um, as an executive producer of the show, I'm sure he had great creative input into this part of, of the episode. And it is, in some places, very haunting, especially whenever he's trying to find his way around the, the catacombs of the chateau. And you see his mother walk by in the background yeah, while him and Talon cool. are sitting there. It's, 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 very, it's very cool. It's very haunting. Um, and to see him, that, that horrible, I, I say horrible as in hard to watch, not horrible as in horribly written, but that horrible scene where he finds his mother in the solarium just hanging around yeah thank you for uh delivery at completely the wrong time that's, that's... <laughs> i'm trying man it was pretty dark uh so anyway <laughs> um so now i'm smiling and now i look like a jackass thank you <laughs> no you're uh, good but whenever he finds his mom in the solarium that, that is a heartbreaking scene it's absolutely heartbreaking and i think that it actually makes that season one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation uh, where no man has gone before, or where, I'm sorry, where no one has gone before, mm -hmm. better in retrospect. Because he sees his mom as an old woman in that episode. And right. knowing that she died young and that he just imagined her as an old woman, to me, makes that scene all the more sad and all the more meaningful. And yeah. uh, I think that that's a huge upgrade for Star Trek The Next Generation Season 1 because most of it was absolute dog feces. What about uh, some of the great uh, episodes we got out of it, like uh, Code of I'm, Honor episode? I'm going to log out right now. <laughs> I swear, I swear uh, to you, I'm going to log out. Oh boy, oh boy. Now for me, some of the redeeming features are yes, the the very uh dark and very surreal issues that Picard had with his mom and her mental her state of mental health. I thought that was uh a very fitting piece to add into the story out of nowhere. Uh <laughs> that was though great, very out of nowhere, and it was really cool to see uh the nice gentleman from Battlestar Galactica show up. Oh, yes. James Callis. The great James, James Callis. Callis. Yes. Such a fantastic actor. Very mm -hmm. fitting. He would have been a great Star Trek captain if they rebooted um, Next Generation. Like they, perhaps, they were perhaps. planning on at one point in time. But now I'm it's sure just... it's going to happen one day. I'm sure that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the old men at the theater. I remember when this was Patrick Stewart. Do you, do you sure remember you remember Data? <laughs> you, I remember Data. You remember Dwarf? I remember Wolf. Is that how you're going to sound? <laughs> Is that what old Jason sounds like? I'm all no, like, those are member berries. Member, yeah. Don't you know nothing? Oh my gosh. Oh, member oh, berries. Okay. Member berries. Members. Um, speaking of member berries, remember to subscribe and ring that bell and please give us a like. It's free and it does us a lot yes. of good. Does it only cost you a small amount of dignity. No, no, no. It, it just costs you some some more a kitten. It'll cost you a kitten that just decided to climb up on you in the middle of the show. Oh, what a cutie. She uses that... her full claws too. This is actually oh, extremely painful. Up. I saw the look in your face. You were like, ah, like the grunt of uh pain. I was like, uh oh. It's nice that Teddy doesn't have claws. He just kind of this, this is baby. This baby murder bean is the mean one. This is the sweet one. Oh, yeah, she's all cuddly. 
Yeah. Demona, I heard right? daddy. This is Demona, yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, you always gotta watch the Captain's Quadrant. We have so many furry friends that just appear. Yes. Might as well just enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. You got um, you got the kitties, you got the doggies, you got me. You got a Yeah, we got so many furry friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um back into the fray of this Picard episode. Another thing that I thought was <laughs> just shoulder cat. Shoulder cat, shoulder cat. Does whatever a shoulder cat does. Man's web. Nope. She's a cat. Anyway, um the Another fun moment in this episode that I really appreciated was the team up between Girardi and uh, not Girardi between Seven and um, Michelle Hurd's character uh, Rafi. Rafi, yes. Michelle Hurd, by the way, hero. Yes, in real life, hero. Yes, fantastic hero. Helped uh, with the strike with making STLV possible because I had paid real monies for that. And I was able to go because she stepped in there and negotiated because she's a great at it. And she's we, a hero. She's we, a hero. we, we respect Michelle Hurd in this house. Yes. So always respect her. If respect you say, Hurd. I, if you say, I don't like Rafi, you're going to get as far as I don't like Rupp before you get slapped <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> yeah. Five um, fingers. I, what did the five fingers say to the face? You will find out. Um, I really like the foreshadowing they did. I don't know if it was intentional or not. And the whole season three of Picard was planned out right after this. But she said, you know, you would make you should have joined Starfleet. You would make a great captain. Well, she yeah. did kind of become a captain in the last episode of this of this show because she did take command of the Stargazer. So I think that's what they were leading up to. Saying that they were planning a whole season in advance, I think, is being way too charitable to this writing staff. Oh, really? Way too charitable. Oh, I, I thought it was long-term writing, like, uh, really planned out. Because I, I was like, oh, that's really fitting. Because mm. in, if when they go back... <coughs> Picard season three, she's the first officer of the uh, Titan A. So yes. it's not like she um, it's not like she was captain there. So she was no longer captain. And they never really explained why that happened. Like, why were you not captain? Were you captain of the Stargazer? Did the Stargazer blow up or something? I, I'm guessing that after she commanded the fleet... Starfleet was like, okay, yeah, you know, she she's definitely command material, but we can't just make her a captain. Let's make her a make her a commander and uh like let her be first officer for a few years. Oh. And then so she's just and then they put her with Shaw, who is just like simultaneously the worst and the best at the same time. Yeah. 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 Very good curmudgeon. Yes. <laughs> I and... I miss I, I miss Shaw so much. Yeah, Shaw was a lot of fun. Was, came uh, across a Shaw clip on TikTok the other day where really Picard called him a dipshit from Chicago. Yeah, that was, was such a, such a great scene. Yeah, just, I mean the whole monologue that he had talking to Picard was just oh yeah incredible. You know, the Wolf three five nine memory. Uh, really, really fun. Well, I just I just love how much we both hated season two so much. We just keep talking about season three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, this uh, this episode was really hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that season three was great, wasn't season it? Three it was, was amazing. Like, season three was but so it was too much. It was nothing but nostalgia bait. Yes, we know. 
Yeah, that was the we point. Know. Of it. Do you yeah. want to know why they call it bait? Because it tastes good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, it reels you right in, baby. Uh, Jace, do you think it'd be a great time to uh, spin that wheel? Let's, oh, God. <laughs> let's, let's spin the wheel. Right. Yay, yeah. we're going to spin the wheel of agony. Ready? Yes. Some ASMR. <laughs> okay, good. I can put it in there. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to spin the wheel of agony, and we are going to pick the next episode. Of okay. Course. Are there any? Are there any episodes that you're just? If it lands on that, you're going to quit the show. I will never quit the show. I have so much fun doing this. Like, with you. The, like the 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 one that would be like, oh gosh, how am I going to get through this? Uh, storytellers is very tough to watch. Storytellers is awful, and for some reason, it's it's listed as an <laughs> yeah, ecstasy. Yeah, I forgot to change. The what have you done? I don't know. See. Okay, uh, and hide and seek is still on there. I am not okay. watching this again. <laughs> no, we won't. If it comes up, I'll oh spin my again. Gosh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Such here an go, amateurish go, go, show. Space. Oh, subspace rhapsody. <laughs> that is the newest episode we've ever discussed, and it will be the first time we've discussed it because we That's weren't discussing right. Strange New Worlds during the strike. That's right. It's a divisive episode. You either love it or you hate it. Did we yeah. love it or did we hate it? Well, you're going to have to come back in two weeks yes. and find out because it'll be our 100th episode. Ooh. Ooh. So I officially removed it, so we won't have to okay. do that again. But uh, let's get into that aftermath. Now, why don't you go back to your quarters? I'll be along shortly to say hello. The most frightening, <laughs> but yet pleasant uh, piece ever. You know, what you I know mean? If, uh, if one of these girls had been a boy, their name would have been Garrick. Oh, missed opportunity. Yeah, I know. But they were both girls. They insisted on being girls. Well, right. you know, I think that's like kind of a, a metaphor for society. I think there's oh, it just dipped on you. Yeah, I think there's more girls than like, how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe there's more girls than boys. <laughs> in reality, well, girl cats are I think more pleasant than boy cats because oh. boy cats like to spray everywhere. Oh, girl cats don't do that as much. Sometimes that's you get right. one that does, but it's just a. That usually makes them stop. Oh, doing anything forever. Oh, so that's something I've learned because yeah. I haven't had a cat this, in years. This pet care tip brought to you by the Agony Booth. <laughs> the Agony Booth. All right, we're going to get into the aftermath and think of our memories of this episode that we are going to watch, and that is Subspace or Rhapsody. Um, the best thing I remember from that one was uh, our friend Bruce Horick. Coming back as Klingon <laughs> Commander, singing a new version of K-pop. Yeah, that's what I K remember. K-pop, the K that. stands for Klingon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh goodness, I I I was most taken by uh, I'm gonna mess up her name, Celia Rose Green, the 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 young actress who plays Uhura. Oh, please, I Uhura. Remember her name. Yeah, Celia. I, I hate mm -hmm. calling her by her first name, but for some reason, her last name always escapes me. But I thought that her song was just outstanding, and she just absolutely slayed it. 
Well, she and and um, so Christina Chong, actual, yeah, yeah, Christina Chong, yeah, actual they, they are both. Yes, they are both actual singers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, we can even darn play. good at it too. Yeah, we can play who's audio tune in that episode. <laughs> Paul Wesley. Oh, uh, I, I, I hate to say anything about about Anson, but I kind of think it was Anson, too. Oh, I'm um, sorry, oh. Anson. You're such a nice guy. I'm so sorry. He's so handsome. Oh, gosh, he is that hair. Yeah, I just want to touch yeah. it. I just want to touch it just once. I would break on to, into the set just to ah, ah, I got it. And then let them take me outside and beat me. I'd be smiling the whole time. Like, I touched, the I touched Pike's Peak. oh before we continue on i just want to bring up some really cool things our sponsor for these next two weeks of the captain's quadrant is none other than the shemel corporation they made our amazing star trek badges they are etched in magnificence uh if you look at jason he is wearing his with pride because we both are so excited to have this yes. fantastic piece. Of and this is my favorite thing. My favorite thing to show off is this because, okay, first of all, look, two magnets and yes. Oh my God. And of course it says, I can't, there we go. There you go. It's even personalized. So if anything ever happens to me, if I'm eaten by a giant space snake, this will, this will prove that I existed. Yes, that's right. And then we have a new sponsor, and that is our good friend, uh, Mick, over at the Encapsulated International. You can use the C, uh, the QR code Captain's Q and get a discount on some amazing 3D art, including keychains. You've got a nice Ooh, Lacard nice. keychain. Lacard keychain from the Captain's Quadrant. Look at that. Isn't that cool? Ooh, that is this pretty. Is, yes, and this amazing uh, piece is now one of the ones that you can win in our big giveaway on the 100th episode in only two weeks. They are 60 people that have entered to win. And wow. don't miss out because, yeah, because uh, you're going to miss out on a lot of good, good Star Trek merch that's just going to be memorable forever. And speaking and of surprises and surprises, don't forget about the surprises. Yes, there are surprises like our very special guest. Alert, because our special guest has appeared. A new foe will be joining us in the Captain's Quadrant. It's going to be a lot of fun. And get ready, because it's the fun won't stop. There's going to be games. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be so much fun in our 100th. It's going to be very memorable and just, just, just so much. We're actually going to bring back another favorite. Um, we have permission to use his voice. So we're going to bring back... It's time for stupid Star Trek questions. Yes. Yeah, so in this episode, you can of our this is our 98th episode of the Captain's Quadrant. Please be sure to comment below a stupid Star Trek question and we will feature that wonderful question next week on the show. So uh, be sure to do that. Leave that below and we'll do all the fancy photoshops and put you up on the legacy that is Captain's Quadrant. You will live in infamy on the internets. Isn't that amazing? So it sure is spectacular. Yes, 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 yes. So that is all the fun things that are going to be happening in just two weeks 
100th episode of the Captain's Quadrant. So you don't want to miss out. Going to be a lot of things floating around on the internet, a lot of positive vibes, and a lot of hugs are going to be given that day. Space hugs. Space hugs. Uh, is yes. it space hugs, yes. Space uh, hugs. I think space hugs. That is going to wrap it up for myself. Is there anything you'd like to say, Jason? I didn't like the second season. No, I don't think no, anybody. No, I did I'm not sure like somebody. it. Did not care for it. I just, I'm sure yeah, yeah, just did not care for it. Hey, if you like the second season, comment below and let us know what you thought of. And be sure to season. include your home address so we can come find you. <laughs> we can send the Borg. Yes. Oh man, yes, yes, yes. Well, that we'll is let, we'll up. let a, we'll let Allison Pill know so she can come find you. Yeah, you can be either. Silly. She will be very happy to see you, or she won't be. Yeah, you'd be in the pill you have army. No idea how tight that Borgs thing was. Oh, that suit did look pretty, pretty tight. Even yeah. like in the the thumbnail, it's even like, geez, yes. that looks like it was painful to get in. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for this ninety eighth episode of the Captain's Quadrant. We're gonna have a very special Thanksgiving episode next week, uh, so be sure to join us. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and you know. Live long and prosper. What? <laughs>